A letter marked with a gray feather left in a hollowed-out brick in the alley-facing wall of the Emptiness Hotel, Ebenair, Galeria. All right, maestro, got it all lined up. Got the first pick cast member taken care of, and thus the understudy steps on the center stage. I tell you, these Galerian types are a hoot and a half. Probably could have bribed him, but that would have been half as fun, and I still need cash for some tools. I left him hogtied in his hotel room. You can collect him once the boat pushes off. It'll be too late then. Now, funnily enough, Kingly was the other guard assigned to this detail. Now, I know he's not part of our crew, but something tells me you still had something to do with it. What, you thought I'd get sad without my best bud within 30 feet? Come on, you know me better than that. Still, it'll be nice having someone I can trust in this hop, especially considering nobody else is going to trust me. You still all that girl of yours. Speaking of, uh, boss, you know you can just talk to her, right? Now you're all wrapped up in plans and enigmas and conspiracies, but it's not like it takes that long to write out a letter. Or are you worried about what to say? But you have too much to say that you couldn't possibly say all of it in a single letter. Maybe you couldn't say all of it in all the time you have left. I understand if that's the case. I can't believe where I'm going. I can't believe I'm going to see them again. I can't imagine what I'd say if I gave them an opportunity to talk to me. So I get it. Still, though, you might want to start thinking real hard about it. Who knows how much time we have left. We start with a dream, and in that dream, a boat. Radiant, you are lying on your back, looking up at familiar trees. It's the canopy of the low tide swamp, but through the the, the gaps in the branches, you see stars that look a lot closer than they're supposed to be. But that seems like it's the normal thing. You don't feel too weird about it. Uh, you sit up and you realize uh, that you're moving, uh, placidly, but you're moving. And you look behind you and you see someone that you've only seen in iconography. Uh, you see Ipithes Zelazari, and he is dressed as a low tide priest. Uh, what does that kind of, like, garment look like? I mean, did he get it fitted? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, just a loincloth. He's, he's dressed as one. He didn't take their clothes. <laughs> okay. Okay, so he's not just, like, shirtless with his skirt. All right. Um, <laughs> I think it's, like, uh, I can't, I can't think of anything that's, like, not immediately Christian imagery. Okay. Um, it's, I guess it's like, it's probably robes. It's like very unisex. There's no, okay. it's like, yeah, it's like the same for everyone. Um, oh, I, I thought it might've been that everyone wore pants. Well, you, maybe. Know, you gotta, you gotta have like your legs free on the swamp. Well, they could just pull them up. They could just pull them up. Yeah. <laughs> It's robes and everyone wears shorts. Maybe maybe they maybe they have like a it's like a thing where you tie the edge of your robes to like your hip and it's like Yeah, a, yeah. Like to move around. Like riding skirts, is that what they're called? But for maybe. but for water. <laughs> um <laughs> very practical robes. Um and I think they're like they're um cap sleeves. Ah, cap sleeves. Cap sleeves is what I'm looking for. So, like, it looks like it's part of the garment. Do you know if that makes sense? Sure. 
So it's like a very like triangle thing. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so he's wearing that, and he he's he's got the oar on the swamp raft, and he is kind of just very chilledly pushing it along. Uh, and he sounds like Jason Momoa, right? He does. All right. He says, uh, "Morning, little fish. Been out a while. How you doing?" Uh, I'm, I'm great. What are you, what are you doing here, Mister Mister Teletary? I'm just paddling the boat, man. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, where are we going? Uh, I think we're going to get you some answers, bud. I would, I would really appreciate that, Mister Teletary. Yeah, but uh, on the way. We don't got a lot of time. How do you think things have been going? Like in, like in general? In general, or recently, or, you know, you picked up the sword, or spear, and shield, and you're doing the whole hero thing, right? How do you think that's going? I mean, I drive a very big machine, and I wasn't expecting that. And it's a lot of responsibility... And I killed a guy at one point. Um, that's fine, right? That's fine. Um, anyway. You did kill a guy. You would have, you would have done the same, right? Anyway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I, I feel like I've been doing the best that I can do. And this is a lot of pressure to put, to put on like a coat. I'm 20. I'm 20 years (laughs) old. Um. I mean, bud, how old did you think we were? How old are you right now? <laughs> like, not right now, right now. But how old were you when you started? He shrugs. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I was six years old. <laughs> they put me in that bag. <laughs> Get in the room, in the- Like a six-year-old. A six-year-old with a full beard. <laughs> He was bored and they put him right in the robot. <laughs> bored in the robot, died in the robot. There, there. Empathies uh, gives you like this kind of chill grin. He looks pretty chill. Like he's in other art, he's had like his hair up, but it's like all long and out and, and down and flowing. Ooh. He looks like, he looks like, uh, like a Jesus kind of. <laughs> Um, certain, also, certain I don't think, Jesus. I don't think the robes are white. I think it, that'd be too on the nose. I think they're like a rich blue, something like that. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Like very, this is the color of the ocean, even though they're all in a swamp. I love that swamp. Yeah. Uh, but he says, so you think I would have killed that guy? I mean, yeah. Isn't it, isn't it like your job to smite evil? And like... Now it's my job to smite evil, and that guy was super evil. I checked. Do you think that's all a paladin is? Is smiting evil? I mean, I think that's a that's a that's a part of it, right? Like we have I've gotta respect God's um tenants. Gotta respect all those tenants and gotta let everyone know about the good word, and also, you know, fight, fight evil, fight against evil, and protect, protect the weak, all that good stuff, right? Well, the most important thing you wield, Radiant, is not your spear, it's your conviction. There are always going to be people who flinch from what must be done, who will question your conviction and your motivations. There's nobody else alive who understands what it's like to be a paladin, Radian. It's only you. Paladins don't ask questions of, do I really believe in this? Because the answer is always, only, ever, yes. Wield conviction like a sword. Wear it like armor, and it becomes the thing above all else that allows you to break down every wall in front of you. Push forward into an uncertain future with certainty, right? 
Yeah. 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 Question is then, little buddy, not do I believe, but what do I believe? Why? Once you know that, buddy, you'll be unstoppable. You gotta know. Uh, and he's, you stop. He like, he like pulls back a little bit on the, um, on the, on the raft. And you see you're in this like clearing, like a big clearing in the middle of the swamp. Um, and there's like this dim blue glow in the water. And he says, uh, Ipathy says, I think you might find something down there. I don't know if you'll find it now or later, but it's there. I got just one little question for you, little fish. Yeah? What kind of god do you think Chella was? Uh, I mean, a good one. A just one. One that cares about, that cares about his people. Ipathy's nods, and he says, I hope you find that one. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> and then he, uh. he, like, he, like, gestures with his head toward the water. Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive in. Is this when I wake up? Or do I get... Um, not, not yet. So, so Radiant, you dive into the water and it is dark and you swim down and down and down to this blue light that is getting further and further away and you swim for as far, as long as you can possibly manage. You feel like your lungs are going to explode and then you break the surface of the water going down and then you wake up. Cool. Ooh. Um, you jolt upright to a, a knocking on your door, uh, and you're in your room on the bastion. Great. Uh, Radiant wakes up with a start, and he yells, I didn't use the spear to kill him, by the way. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Hear, what? Who you, is it? You, what? Hear, you hear Jameson on the other side of the door. <laughs> what? What's a, a spear? No, Av, don't, don't even worry about. I was having a weird dream about okay about water. Am I okay to open the door? Yeah, for sure. Okay, I don't know what kind of weird dream it was. Um, and he opens the door, <laughs> and it's Jameson points the way, and he's hey. got a little, he's got a little stubble to show that time has passed. I <laughs> uh, says, "Hey, man, uh, you, you doing all right?" Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. It's just weird, you know, weird dreams. Don't you get those sometimes? Just like, just like, like, like night terrors. No, no, like, like gentler than that, you know, like, like you're at school and you forget, like that that the test is that day and you don't know the answers, and your teeth start falling out. You know that stuff. <laughs> no, that's horrifying. <laughs> Oh, uh, Zara called everyone to the lab because she's got to show us, uh, like the new stuff she made. Ooh, yeah, you know, like because because you're like ah, Zara, you can use the Fontanium, but you gotta build stuff for everybody, and so she did. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, uh, come on. And, and Jameson like takes you down and you pass like, you like pass a hallway. It's like this, this open hallway that's open air and you can see out into the courtyard because you're in the castle part of the bastion. Um, you see a few things from the window. You see one, uh, that class is in session in the courtyard. Ooh. You for what? You see, uh, for the children, for them to learn. Yay. Yes. Uh, they've wheeled, they've got a big chalkboard. Who's teaching? Morgana and Ileana and Caranti. Ah, uh, the oldies. Uh, and there's you know all the kids from from Purple Meadows are there. Rufus is there. Uh, he's sitting in the front row. Um, uh, Raspberry is also there. Amethyst is there, uh, and like some of the some of the Galerian sailors, um, the ones that are left over, um, because remember some of them left, and the ones who are here are officially uh, deserters and pirates. 
Fuck yeah. Um, but they stuck around because because Daria was is just that she's just got that kind of effect on people. Oh yeah. Um, the other thing you also notice is that the island is moving. Uh, I guess not notice. You knew that this was happening, but I'm telling the audience. The island is moving. You you activated Pandia as the um, artificial intelligence at the base of the bastion, and uh, she was able to reactivate the ancient engines that allow this um, island to move around. Uh, and so you are heading north to Baron. Hell yeah. Free boat. <laughs> Free boats um you have to go around valentina it's a long trip uh-huh. um unless you, i don't know if the the island probably is too big to go through low tide through the swamp delta Ooh, just a whole island who's <laughs> gonna drive it to the yeah, yeah. it'll be fine just try but uh, it's it's moving pretty fast uh at least yeah <laughs> is it did anyone go down there and see what it was like if it's like what kind of engine it is? Is it like it's like a it's like a okay. Kind. So like a mechanical engine because I was like, ooh, it's like like the turtles from Legends, like the ones that can uh, A little, I mean, like a little bit like that. It's it, it but it's mostly like like turbines almost. Uh huh. There's a couple other things that you probably notice outside that maybe weren't mentioned besides just the. Class in session. Okay, so yeah, there's there's some like like deactivated lamp posts in the courtyard, and a, and a few more you can see dotting the forest, so that people can make their way through the forest at night. Um, cool. You also see the um, uh, amaranth outpost, which is the elven outpost, um, and then amaranth one, which is the uh, amaranth outpost, is on the south side of the island, or as south as you can get on an island that moves. It's on the, 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 the side opposite the bastion. And then Amaranth 1 is inside the courtyard. It's like just a, basically a single building where it's like, hey, the elves are here. Uh, if you need our help in the immediate sense, we're right here. Hi. But we're not going to come into the lab because we're not allowed. <laughs> elf embassy. Yes, basically an, 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 uh, an elf embassy. Yeah, go there to get elf passports. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And, and as you're, you're walking through... You, you eventually make it down to the lab, where Zara has assembled uh, the other party members. Ooh. Uh, but before that, um, I got something I, I want to be doing, which is that we can, if, if I may, we see Zara sort of like with the goggles on, like screwing something in very slowly and carefully. And it looks like this like small metal, like almost like a tuning fork. But it's got like a copper wire hooked around it, and it's hooked up to a bunch of like magical batteries. And I, I uh, sort of <laughs> glance up, and I glance up, and I say, uh, "Hey, Adeline, can you move two steps to the left, please?" I guess. Okay. Perfect. All right. Now, uh, Pandia. Yes, Zara. I need a ten percent more power rerouted to the lab, please. Yes, ma'am. And uh, as these uh, like this like tuning fork starts to shake a little bit, and then I go, "Okay, uh, Adeline, now uh, we're all ready." And remember, uh, this is perfectly safe, so don't worry about it. And then I walk behind a blast shield, <laughs> and, and I put on this like I put down this like blast shield helmet, and I, okay, play me a G chord. <laughs> Ford runs behind the blast shield. <laughs> Charlie's behind um, the bass shield on a bucket. Oh my god. Adeline is just like stare look looking at the blast shield like but she's used to the blast shield right now, she's like Ugh. and she plays it. And uh as you play the chord it sort of like flow the, the magic of your arcane art flows out a little bit, and when it sort of hits the tuning fork, the tuning fork starts to shake a lot and reverberate, and suddenly like there's this big like Boom! Magical like explosion from the tuning fork that sort of sort of sparks out in a few different directions, and uh, but it doesn't hurt anyone or anything. It wasn't that powerful, uh, but uh, after it sort of settles down, I pop behind the last shield and I go, "Oh, that's uh, perfect. That's exactly what I was looking for." Okay, all right. I think this is ready. Hell yeah! What what is it? <laughs> uh, well, you haven't told me. Now I think at this point everybody can come in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah radio mean, for- runs into the room because there was an explosion. Oh, never fear. Everything is uh, under. Everything is nominal. Uh huh. Nominal. <sighs> I hate when she says nominal. <laughs> uh, 
I don't really know what it means. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, as uh, as we did, as Radiant and I uh, discussed earlier, uh, I was uh, made to make a few uh, in- inventions for you to use, and I spoke with Jameson about your last uh, little adventure in uh, Zalyat, and he pointed out some deficiencies uh, in the way uh, you, well, operate. So I thought I could correct, uh, or rather um, make up for those uh, with some inventions of mine. And I pop out the tuning fork, and I walk it over to um, Adeline. And I say, uh, okay, now I call this the arcane amplification apparatus. Uh, That's three A's. (laughs) Um, And uh, basically, uh, well, it's very complicated, but basically what it does is... uh, It'll, uh, it should be able to amplify and direct your magical energies. And I'm going to link this to you, Adeline. I've made this magical item for you. And if you could uh, yes, please read it for us. <clears throat> the Arcane Amplification Apparatus. This small fork-like object hums in tune with magical energies around it. When chimed, it can be used to amplify the effects of an arcane arts roll, such as adding an additional 1d4 to attack rolls or healing for an additional die. The fork must be chimed before rolling arcane art and be warned. The fork does not differentiate friend from foe and will amplify any negative effects as well. Sick. I love it. I say that. Uh, Adeline <laughs> takes it and holds it like it's a bomb and like squints it and it's like, take, thank you. This is very ki- kind of you. Okay. Now, Radiant, could you uh, come over here, please? There are a few adjustments I need to make to yours, but I need you. Uh, for the record, says Jameson, I didn't say deficiencies. I just told her what happened. <laughs> Thanks, Jameson. I don't. Do I have to? <laughs> well, I, I think you'll like what you... Uh, I think you'll like this. Mm. <laughs> I mean, Our- you're the one who told her that she'd had to build stuff for y'all, right? Yeah, he didn't believe her. <laughs> um, no, no. Yeah, Teaches he goes, you. He goes over. <laughs> I pull out what looks sort of like... Um, uh, do you... Have you ever seen Hellboy? No, I'm sorry. Okay, well, for people who have seen Hellboy, the creature, the character Abe Sapien in that movie, uh, he is a fish person, and when he's on land, he wears this like a- the suit, specifically this thing around his neck that sort of breathes for him. So this looks like a this looks like a a uh, smaller, like more compact version of that. And I I sort of uh, 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 measure Radiant's neck and make some adjustments. Oh, uh, cool! It. Love it and when I, people measure my neck. I, I say, uh, okay, now this is gonna hurt for just a second. Oh no! Oh my god! And I mm. I wait for Radiant's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. And I I place the device on the back of your neck, and oh, you fun. feel just this sudden sharp pain of things going in your neck. But <gasps> yeah, then just it, like the neck. Then, like, after a couple seconds, suddenly you, like, take a big deep breath, but you didn't, like, consciously take a deep breath. It feels like your breathing is automatic, and I don't mean that in, like, you know, obviously breathing is automatic for people normally, uh, except for everybody who's now breathing manually, because I said that, and I apologize. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, this is sort of like, it's almost like this device is what's controlling your breathing. And I say, now, this should be able to help uh, you if you have any more, uh, well, ice-cold deep-sea <laughs> adventures. I call it the Environmental Regulation Necklace. And if you could read this for us. I got okay. this magic item. Um, the Environmental Regulation Necklace. This device, which attaches around the neck, attaches, quote-unquote, regulates the environmental conditions of the wearer's body. The wearer will be able to comfortably exist in environments that would otherwise be unsuitable for life, such as extreme cold or heat. The exosuit also allows the user to breathe, even if breath would otherwise be impossible, such as underwater or when surrounded by poison gas. Whoa! Holy shit! Zach, you allowed this? This is a lot! Yeah. <laughs> this is super I mean, cool! You're not often going to be in poison gas, so... yeah. Just, like, <laughs> permanently, I can breathe underwater now. This Hold on. That's often? <laughs> hey i'm not gonna rule anything out um i mean you're a fish boy this was gonna happen eventually hell yeah and then i uh i turn to i turn to ford and i say okay now ford yours is a little bit more um well here let me let me just demonstrate to you and i say uh charlie could you please stand over in the corner 
Yes, ma'am. And uh, could you please tell us, uh, uh, tell us about yourself, just in as much detail as you want. Well, my name's Charlie Axel. Right. I and, was born in Azure Bay. And as uh, he starts talking, and he's like yammering on and on because he's Charlie Axel, I hold up this small, uh, look, looks like an orb to Ford. I show him there's this little button on it. I press the button, and I toss it over near Charlie. And suddenly there's this thump and this thump as this, it feels like air is being sucked into this little thing. And Charlie is talking, but no sound is coming out from him. And I, uh, I sort of open my <laughs> mouth and start explaining stuff and no sound is coming out of my mouth until after like a cup, after like, um, uh, 30 seconds to a minute, suddenly the sound suddenly comes back. And I say, and I call them the, uh, sonic cancellation grenades. It was a time of foolishness. It was a uh, yeah, the anti Nemo weapon. <laughs> Ford, would you Ford, would you read that for us? So the sonic cancellation grenades, aka the anti Nemo weapon, these bombs can be thrown, and when detonated, will suck all the sound out of a small area, such as a single room, for a brief period of time. No sound can be created or passed through the area. Three charges. And I say, uh, now I, I can't make these, these are one time uses. So I can't, I, I, I'm giving you three for now and I can make more for you, uh, later. A weapon to surpass Metal Gear. <laughs> so they, these are the, uh, inventions I made for you guys. Cool. Thanks. Yes. I look forward to y'all, uh, using them just as much as you use your Titan relics. <laughs> Hey, I, I tried, and I, <laughs> I, didn't I think use I mine, did. No. I used mine. Can't call us out like this. Yeah, you used yours. Yeah, and you you each used them maybe like once, except for Zara. So that's that's going to continue. Um, no, I used mine twice. For, for sure. <laughs> Me too. Okay, uh, but yeah, no, it's all good. It's very good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So being uh, so, Emily and I uh, cooked these up together uh, to be like. Uh, I'm mean, mostly Emily, but like my say so. Um, these are your these are your your uh, your third act uh, special abilities. Hell yeah! Yay! Is it? I'm looking at the like Abe Sapien thing right now. Is it like bulky to wear? No, 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 no. It's it's much more like uh, slowed down, but it does have like three little flaps that look like gills that like open up when you breathe in and close when you breathe out. And I will say that you can take it off. It's not like permanently attached to you. You okay, can take yeah. it off and put it that's, on. That's like a radiance for his question. Like, Ooh, can I remove these whenever I want? <laughs> I guess just no. please be careful when removing them. Obviously take it slow. Don't rip it off. I, I, I won't. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Think, thanks. Thanks, Zara. Uh, don't mention it. Anything to help the group. What did you uh, make for yourself? Oh, well, I just made a, a, a few uh, upgrades to the uh, clockwork amplification goggles, actually. Uh, uh, you'll see. There, there should be a lot more, um, they should be a lot more, uh, well, uh, potent. I actually gave myself a magic item from the book uh, because I, it sounded really Ooh. cool and I begged Zach for it. Hell Yeah. Uh, I gave myself the Inspectacles. When you discern realities wearing these gifted lenses, you get to bend the rules a little. On a 10+, ask three quest- any three questions you like. Oh, they shit. Don't- they don't have to be on the list, as long as Sight could give you the answers. The GM will tell you what you want to know. Hell yeah. So, basically, nice. it's an extension of, of Let Me See That and Discern Realities. So, it was in theme with Zara Fontaine. Uh, I decided to have a problem with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. good. Uh, oh, a couple other things that I forgot to mention. Um... The hand to hand and the eye to eye are both dry docked. Another thing about the 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 island moving is that the the ships can be brought into those those like docks that are carved into the mountains, mm-hmm. carved into the shore rather, and they can close and Ooh. then drain. Uh, so you're nice. able to you're able to to like dry dock uh, your ships, um, and the elf ships have been like brought up, taken apart, and built back in like into the outpost. Oh. It's resourceful. Yeah, that's how yeah. elves do. Effective. How how much faster is the island than like the boats? Uh, I mean, f- significantly faster, but it's nowhere nowhere near as uh, agile. Right. It's it's like does not turn on a dime. Can move a lot, but like in a mostly straight line or a curve. Yeah. Um, Daria is actually in the on um, at the helm. Like, ooh, 
sailing the island. Hell yeah. Along with Pandia. Is it like is it like plane speed? Um maybe. Not like a not like a supersonic jet, but like a pretty yeah, fast yeah. plane. Okay. It's it's enough that you are able to you you will be able to get to Galeria by midsummer, which is when you need to be there. Uh-huh. Uh, not Galeria, uh Baron. Yeah. You'll be able to get to Baron by midsummer, which is when they need to be there. Uh, and let's talk about why you need to get to Baron. Because, mm. Ford, you have something from I the do. very first episode. The one thing you can't replace. <laughs> what prompted Precious Ford to, family photos. to remember this item that he took? Uh, well, I think he had some, di- uh, some downtime. And he was bored so he was like oh i stole this letter to be petty let's let's check out what's in it yes and what you got what you found was uh, a very early invitation to the argent dynasty ascension gala oh boy summer. it's um it says it says something along the lines if i didn't write the actual text but like you know, come, come, come to Silverholm, the the ancestral home of the Argent Dynasty, uh, a mere a mere half day's ride north of of beautiful Schöneberg, uh, and and witness the the marvels and and advances of the Argent Dynasty under its new leadership. Uh, and then it says, uh, the 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 new leadership of matriarch Florian von Argent. Oh. And you're like, ah, cool. Uh, this is an invitation for one person. And then five more showed up at the Bastion. Oh. <laughs> ah, cool. Hell yeah. <laughs> the one that you stole was, was, was sent to, um, recipient. The five that you got were, that were sent to you were addressed to the Titans. Hello, and thank you for listening to Roll Dice and Cry. This is Zachary, your friendly neighborhood GM, and you might have noticed that we did things a little differently this week. Uh, we're trying a bit of a different format for this last arc of On the Shoulders of Giants, just to see how it feels. Let us know what you think on Twitter or email, and we'll see if we'll keep this up or go back to the old way of doing things. As it stands, this is a way for me to get more up-to-date info and plugs into the episodes since we acquired them a while in advance, and it means I have more time to talk to you, the listeners. Speaking of plugs, some really great and exciting stuff was released this past week. Mari just launched her Kickstarter of the graphic novel printing of Life of Melody, the fun dad romance comic that she's been running on her Patreon for the last while. It's a good story and a good time, so definitely pledge to that if you got the means to. Also, Mari is setting up a new Patreon comic now that Life of Melody is wrapped called Inherit the Sun, which looks pretty cool too. Mari released the first five pages on her Tumblr, so check those out, and if you dig them, definitely consider supporting Mari on Patreon. You can find information on the Kickstarter on Mari's Twitter, and you can find her Patreon at patreon.com slash Rolling right along with comic news, our very own Emily Riesbeck is working on an original graphic novel, It's Your Funeral, to be published by Iron Circus Comics. Iron Circus is a great publisher that's put out a ton of awesome books, and it's super awesome that our good pal Emily is going to be part of that fantastic lineup. Check out Emily's Twitter at the Blue Valkyrie for updates on that, and be sure to read the Blue Valkyrie webcomic at bluevalkyriecomic.tumblr.com. And if you dig it, consider donating to patreon.com slash the Blue Valkyrie. That's all our major plug out of the way, so I wanted to take this time real quick to mention how thankful I am to everyone listening and how excited I am for the rest of this arc and what comes after. Please keep sharing the show with your friends, leaving positive reviews on iTunes, and tweeting and posting using the hashtag Articast or Articast, R-D-A-C-A-S-T. Word of mouth and goodwill are the best ways for a show like us to grow. To incentivize reviews, I'm going to start reading a couple reviews on air each week, starting next week, just to give you time to get some more in. So if you want to have your words said with my mouth, get those in as quickly as possible. Have a great day, and please enjoy the rest of the episode. Were they addressed uh-huh. to the Titans, or were they addressed to Zara Fontaine, to Yukubel, or uh, uh, The Titans. Okay. Who sent these bad bitches? <laughs> uh, Florian von Argent. Hey, world travels fast.
Nice. Yeah. I'm gonna go to. I, I'm gonna go talk to uh, Deep Lore. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say, uh, uh, Lady Deep Lore. Yes. Hello. Uh, yes. Uh, we got these. Yes. I saw the mail. <laughs> and do you have any idea why uh, why we would get these? Well, um, I can tell you that that the Argent family, the Argent dynasty, has been uh, they're a fairly prestigious uh, member of of the of the Baronies. I suppose you would call them nobility, but they they don't exactly adhere to that sort of blood rulership. Uh, they're very much much found families, in a sense. Though there are five families that that run the the country, um, it's fairly often for galas like this for events that that heads of state, important people, uh, the movers and shakers of history are, are often invited to such things. And well, my dear, it seems that you have made the cut. Oh well, uh, huh. uh should we be worried? About what? About about this weird family knowing who we are and how to get to us and uh, how uh, and uh, well, uh, you know, just like things. That, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's just I don't really go to any parties or fancy. I'm not really invited anywhere. You see, uh, so uh, it's just a little, you know. My, <laughs> um, anyone who is around me, please back me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Adeline's are interested. Um, uh, Zara, are you are you nervous to to go to a party? Well, I I just feel that if we're specifically invited, that's probably a bad thing, right? I mean, we're big well, I'm save the world heroes, right? So when we go places, it's because uh, things need smashing or. Because someone feels very fancy and wants the Titans on their side. What did what did that uh, what did that invitation say? Something about advances. She wants to show off. Yes. Um. Oftentimes, the galas like this are both networking opportunities as well as marketing ones. Uh, sometimes the families, each of the five families of Baron controls a significant resource within the country and the archipelago as a whole. Um, you know, Falden is the, is the, you know, wood cutting and livestock. No, uh, Falden is, is, you know, woodcraft, logging, lumber. Uh, Jaeger is, is, is livestock, hunting, pelts, such as that, such and such. Uh, Berengar, obviously, is the military arm. Argent is, you know, metallurgy and, and, and other physical resources. I can't imagine what they might have developed, but oftentimes these sort of events are used to show off their new products in the hope that the other powers of the archipelago will be immediately swayed into ordering some. Guys, what if they want our robots? What if this is a trap? Have you guys thought of this? What are they going to do with it? They can't drive them. I don't know. We'll copy take them, them apart. Yeah, we'll they can them. do metal stuff. It's, it's very difficult to take these apart, even with special tools. Uh, well, then they'll just be out of luck, right? So it doesn't It doesn't matter. You could always not bring your celestial armature frames, though I don't know that that's was your style. <laughs> <laughs> no, we gotta, we gotta yeah, bring them. I, I actually have a more... Uh, I have a I have a theory. Uh, why would they Why would they waste time stealing the giant robots they can't use when instead they could steal us and put us in cages and prisons and say you pilot the robot or else and then that's what are a, we good do? That's uh, a, a good point. I'm too strong for that. <laughs> okay, well Ford maybe is too strong for that, but and maybe Radiant, you're very strong as well. But Adeline and I we're sitting ducks. That's. Um, Isn't that right, Adeline? Well, I have, I have some magic, so I'm sure I could manage. But also, do you think that they're going to do that when there's like, we're not the only people invited? 
Okay, if they want, here's the plan. If they wanted to kidnap us, they're gonna separate us. They're gonna try to separate us. So we gotta stick together this whole time. Buddy okay? system. Ooh, buddy system. <laughs> In unison. Oh my god. <laughs> Jameson says buddy system. Um, buddy system. Lady Deplore is like, if you're truly worried about about your bodies being snatched. Uh, we could send we could send a bodyguard, uh, Mister Mister Black or or Ms. Flint, Mrs. Flint rather. Well, we do have uh, we do have six invitations and only two of our four of us. Well, currently you know that you have five invitations. You see, you see Maggie and Calico arm wrestling in the background. <laughs> and the other thing is Adeline le- leaning very casually on a, on like a on like a bench like oh. Daria is very strong. <laughs> Ford grins. <laughs> yeah, let's take Daria. She is pretty big. The other thing is, we don't have to go. They clearly don't know who we are. This, These are addressed to the Titans, and trust me, if they knew that I was one of the Titans, they would not be inviting me. Oh, actually, Ford. Oh, boy. Um, the, next, the next day, a pardon letter comes in. Oh. Oh. Ford hates this. Oh. <laughs> well, that's nice. So they do know who we are. I think we should go. Mostly because I don't have an excuse. I just really want to see what they're what they're up to. Why would they invite us? I kinda wanna go to a party, you guys. Let Radiant go to a party. Look at him. He's so excited. <laughs> well, if everyone wants to go, then uh, okay. I, I guess we're going to a party. Does this... Zara will protect you. Yes, that's exactly what I'm worried about. <laughs> Can I punch this dude in the face again? Does Is that what this letter means? Uh, I think what it means is that they won't prosecute you for the first time. But I'm not off the hook if I do it again. Almost certainly not. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so just on your way out, you know, punch him, and then, and then we can go. <laughs> Take him out of. This is not radiant talking. Take him out of the country, so you have immunity. <laughs> That's not how that works. That is not yeah, how any of that works. <laughs> Do I have diplomatic immunity? Uh, no. It's the fucking lethal Fuck. weapon. Is that that? Was that what that one was? <laughs> God, the guy's like shooting people. And he's like, "You can't kill me. I have diplomatic immunity." <laughs> like that makes like that, that means you can like go shoot people and steal helicopters and bomb cities. And then the cops are just like, "Ah, oh, we we can't do shit." Oh, I guess we're fucked. Oh, we're fucked. If only, if only, uh, only Mel Gibson and Danny Glover were here. Yeah, uh, I'm glad that Mel Gibson isn't here. Anyway, huh. let's let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Um, all right. So that, that happened like a while ago. You are, you are deep into your trip to Baron now. Um, you're going to have to be, you're going to have to go around the outside of the archipelago, which puts another week on, of travel onto your thing. Uh, but you know, you can't maneuver between the, between the countries because you're on island. We are an island. <laughs> Is there a way I could get like, since we're passing by Valentina, could I get a letter to my, uh, to Gorzin? Uh, yeah, yeah. Would that be possible? Yeah, um... You don't hear from me in three days. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to send a letter to my family saying, like, hey, I'm okay, I'm doing good, it's very, very exciting, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, also, yeah. if we're passing by low tide, I had a way for Radiant to get clothes. Um, I don't know that we are passing by low tide, uh, well, because I was imagining that, that, that we would be, like, straight-lining it as much as we could. Okay. Is there a tailor in Schnellenberg? I don't know how to say things. Uh, I can't believe I don't get to introduce the one tailor in Low Tide. Don't worry. We are going Low Tide next season. We are going to Low Tide. Okay, just for the record, it's the elf. Their name is Santana. Oh my god, thank you. Yes. You're you're fucking kidding me. Yeah. That their name is Santana. Their name is Santana from the band Santana. No, I understand. There's another (laughs) character named Santana that's showing up in this arc. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) There's not that many. Eventually we were going to run out of bands, so might as well do it sooner than later. (laughs) Oh, shit. The name is Santana Fantastic. 
they are also a tailor. Oh my god! Oh my god! Maybe it's the same guy. What, what the, if it's just that it's guy? The, it's the same dude. No, it's an it's a dwarf. Ah, uh, uh, oh, I. What if they have the same first name? Oh my god! What if they literally have the same name? Because that never fucking happens in fiction, but it happens in real life all the time. So it's yeah, like, okay. I, I'm Santana Fantastic. No relation. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we both made Taylor's name Santana. <laughs> That's so yeah. funny. It's amazing. Uh, it's very funny. <laughs> but um yeah, uh but you are we're going to be at least going within like a certain like threshold of Gorazon. Um I think what's going to actually end up happening is that we're going to end up here uh on the north tip of 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 Valentina and then have to take a ship the rest of the way. It takes like a month and a half to get there. Um, in which time you have plenty of time to write fan fiction about what happens. <laughs> uh, but also, if you want, if you all want to shout out the things that you're doing during this time, uh, I'm more than happy to give that a little bit of airtime. I am making my new gadgets, and that's all I'm going to say about it for now. Adeline has so much of her time book because she agreed to do so many things at the Kingdom Games. So she goes to religion classes with Radiant. <laughs> oh, she yeah, goes to Radiant. Church. Radiant, I'm going to give you some space right now. Uh huh. Spit some, spit some hot gospel about. Teach religion. About oh cello. Um. So it is, so it's, it's church school. It's Sunday school. Momo is there. Amethyst is there. Raspberry is there. Rufus is there. Alexander Granite, the terrorist, is there. <laughs> Adeline yeah. is there, contractually. If Alexander Granite has to be there, I'll be there for moral support. Ford's yeah. there. Um, Daria is there to hang out with, with Adeline. Everyone yes. is there. Everyone is there. Uh, plus a smattering of, of the Galerian pirates. Okay. Ford's cool. there to learn what religion is. Hey, full house. Um, Zara's right. there to be like a shitty atheist. Lord <laughs> <laughs> and Zara prove. team up. Uh, we we enter in media res, and Radiant is talking about <laughs> talking about one of the the many feats of Chella. Uh, once upon a time, there was a big drought in just point out a random island here, Zoliat, and Chella came down from the heavens, and he was like, I will fix this. And he did. He reigned all over Zuliat, and there was never a drought again. And also, that's why there's snow, because it rains so much that snow exists now. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. This is like every okay. class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he always ends it with thanks for coming to my TED talk. Uh, <laughs> Who's Ted? Thanks for coming to my Chella talk. I'm Ted. I'm Ted the, I'm Ted the Galarian pirate. Chella. Educational. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get there. Chella and ed- education zone is very funny. <laughs> but the, like, That's a Ted talk. The zone. The zone. zone of education. Oh, shit, I cast zone of education. <laughs> Oh god. Um okay. So That's a funny joke and I want everyone to recognize. It was very yes. good. Thanks. Was good. Thank. Um Alexander Granite puts his hand up. Yes. All right, that's a thing that Chella did. But what uh-huh. do you believe in? What does that teach you about how you act, how you approach life? Well, I mean, it teaches me that we should always help those in need, especially people right. who are going through a drought. Materially speaking, you mean? I mean, no, just like in general. Come on, dude. Get with it. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. One of the delirium pirates who has become, like, deeply into Chella is, like, writing notes. He just writes down, like, get with it. (laughs) Alexander Granite. The man who turned his back on his nation to feed those in need stares yep, at yep. you. <laughs> to, to, be fair, <laughs> to be fair, the help that he provided was also material. Yes, that's what he, he was asking you to verify that material assistance is important to Cella. Yeah, but like Cella didn't break any rules. 
God laws. Uh, He's a god. Yes, but you're not. No, but, like, I'm not going to break any rules. So, let me ask you this, (laughs) uh, Mr. Pastor. If you wished to feed the hungry, and a police officer said, no, those people don't deserve to be fed, you would in turn not feed the hungry. No, no police, like... No good police. O- Listen, I don't think you're getting this. Um. <laughs> uh, you know what? In, Valen- in Valentina, uh, our god is also our king, so all the laws come right from him. It's a very efficient system. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. more more countries should do that. For <laughs> so y'all support the monarchy here? Oh, absolutely. Oh god. <laughs> Oh, boy. With a Valentina monarchy, of course. Four starts rolling his sleeves up. That's our king. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, (laughs) Mr. Iyer. Yeah? Do you deny the existence of not good, of, of bad government officials? Yeah, of course. But Horst. Uh, yeah, like all what? of the all of the the cat the the structure is pr- pretty bad. This, yeah, the structure is pretty bad. We covered they, this in they... le- we covered this in less than three. Where have you been? Momo raises her hand. She says, "You killed a cop." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what she said. The cop We've was- told Momo about that. She's not allowed to know. She's too young. I would really like um, some sort of reconciliation between these two, like, belief facets. Because you very much didn't like the way the structure worked, and you yelled at me about how the structure worked. I didn't yell at you. I, I yelled in general. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yelled in general. <laughs> oh, Lord alive. Did we meet a general? Um, in general. <laughs> I, I I feel like uh and not to play the NPCs, but I feel like when Momo shouts you killed a cop, Amethyst is like, Yeah and goes for a <laughs> high five that like is not reciprocated. I mean Momo does, but she doesn't know why. <laughs> Momo thinks Amethyst is really cool and they hang out a lot. <gasps> oh cool. Excellent. So yes. Um and yeah, like Amethyst is like, yeah, like we were hungry in Galeria. <laughs> And they didn't have any, like, they didn't do anything about it. We had to steal to eat. Well, steal- stealing is bad, but being hungry is also bad. Adeline's like, everyone, yeah. you're confusing so, him. And so Alexander says, so what is worse, stealing to eat or starving? I'm saying that there can be compromises made. Oh, so we only half starve. What? No, I mean... <laughs> no, change the government! <laughs> so how My do friend. you expect to change a monarchy? Uh, Momo says, I know one way! <laughs> Ford high fives her. <laughs> Momo's getting all the high fives. She doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> what do you mean she doesn't know what's going on? She just suggested a regicide. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we did that already. <laughs> yeah, they did that. <laughs> they did that. Oh, sorry. I just want to point out once again that in uh, Valentina we have a monarchy and uh, almost no one goes hungry. Yeah, see? That works. Because, see, because it's backed up by divinity. And that's the most important. <laughs> I, I no, I want to point out that Emily, me, Emily Riesbeck is cringing right now, but Zara is nodding her head like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, listen, Mari Costa isn't on board with this at all. Just like for the record, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I really thought that Zara and Radiant would be at odds here, but it really seems like we're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Divinity boy. good, lost from God good. <laughs> Alexa- Alexander is like shaking you and screaming new in your face and you're just not listening. No, he's an idiot. Ford is mad. <laughs> what do you mean my friends aren't down with the revolution? 
Adeline leans on Dario's shoulder and says, I wish they'd just let him talk about drought some more. <laughs> <laughs> like, very quietly. And and she, like, leans down and, and says, Well, I think the thing is <laughs> that he can get into a giant suit of armor and smash everything, and they would like for him to understand what exactly that means. Yeah, it's just, he's just... He's trying. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying. Oh, he'll come around. And and she like puts she like puts an arm around 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 Adeline and like like squeezes her shoulder and she says, "Maybe he just needs a little bit of a gentler hand than Mister Granite." It's time for Adeline to teach you <laughs> nuance. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think what happens. So so yeah, the the month has passed. Um, are Radiant and Ford talking to each other? Again, <laughs> it's been like a month. It's been over a month. I yeah, think uh, how when they how go on the adventure together, I want them to be angry. Still, <laughs> I think Ford's angry, but he's very tentatively talking to Radiant, mostly about the evils of the monarchy. Admittedly, during <laughs> um, Bible school, uh, but I think. He's not like going out of his way to talk to Radiant though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's I think being civil. Uh huh. Yeah, it's the same thing for Radiant. It's like, all right, they're on the same team. They have to talk to each other, but they don't have. Radiant doesn't have to like it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, copy that. Uh, oh, um, Adeline, are you talking to your mom? Oh God, no. Avoiding whenever possible. <laughs> she lives on the other side of the island. She can't know. She can't know anything about me. <laughs> She's a legend. I'm dating a pirate. She definitely knows I'm dating a pirate. <laughs> I have a really bad idea. Please tell me. <gasps> and that idea is that um, even though they're not allowed in the lab, I would probably want to work with the elves at least a little bit because they're scientists and I'm a scientist. Um, what was the name of that one elf that we, uh... uh <gasps> miss something around. My favorite. What if, like, Artemis and Zara, like, kind of hang out and, and like, do experiments, and since Zara's got a big mouth, Zara's like, oh, and then Adeline said this, and then Adeline and Zara went out, which is really cute, and that's all good, so, like, that's how it gets back to Adeline's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Artemis uh, Toll cool. is their name, and Artemis says, Interesting. And they write it on their clipboard. Oh, I agree. It's very interesting. And, uh, you know, it's just, I mean, Daria's a little bit rough around the edges, but Adeline's a real sweetheart, and she's very good test subject, uh, or, I mean, assistant. So, uh, you know, I think they'll be good together. <laughs> I think that uh, that'll be really nice and nice. And it is very interesting, because you don't often see those kind you know, those two personalities getting together. It's always like opposites attract. Yes. <laughs> it is always like that. <laughs> You know, you're so easy to talk to. I as I something. My face in my hands. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, does anybody? Um, okay, so so the um, you get off the you you have to you stop at the northern northwestern tip of of, of Valentina, and it's like, all right, we got to take a boat from here. Who's getting on the boat? Squad. Can I bring my mech? Yeah. Can I bring We're my bringing the mechs. We're bringing the calves. Yeah. Daria's our bodyguard, so she's coming. Boy, what is... Like, I said that Daria fights with, like, a boarding axe, and maybe she still does. She probably also has, like, a pistol. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Gun. 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 I'm starting, gun. Gun. It's, it's gun like, lesbian. It's like, it's, it's the rough equivalent of the late 18th century, so like guns are a thing. People, their muskets have happened, cap and ball, uh, not cap and ball, uh, like flintlock. Mm. Uh, Hell yeah. Rifles and pistols. So she's got one of those. Gone lesbian. Adeline has a, a rapier that she never used, so lesbian. <laughs> it says, it says uh, debonair across the barrel. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I, I think maybe how we get Nemo to come along. If we're taking Nemo, we're taking Nemo, right? I'm good. I'm good with Nemo. Nemo's fine. I'm good with Nemo, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nemo explains to you, because he's been to these kind of parties before, and he says, 
Argent is ex- extremely formal about these sort of things. And in Baron, generally, it's the invitation goes to one person. Uh, servants can come, but they generally, they have to stay in the servants' quarters and there aren't, they aren't, uh, authorized to be in any of the actual, like, um, events or, or, or showcases. And, and Charlie's like, I, c- I can be a servant. Oh, <laughs> oh. Honey. Um, well, if you want to come, Charlie, I, we only have this many invitations, but, uh, uh, well, I, I'm sure an extra pair of eyes would be good. But just to let you, just to be clear, I don't think of you as a servant. You're a partner. I mean, he'll have to work as a servant if he comes in, and lives in the servant quarters. He'll have to scrub dishes and oh, no. overturn beds and, you know, all of that manual uh, service labor. And Charlie's like, I, I, I can do that. Oh, no. So is a Nemo going to be posing as a servant, too? No, I've got an invitation. And he takes one of the invitations. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> look. Ah, uh, look. <laughs> Charlie, we're not going to make you do anything you don't want to do. But at the same time, if you really if you really do want to come, I, I turn to everybody and I say, honestly, I think extra people is good if we're suspicious of this place. Right? I mean, you can bring anybody you want on the boat. They'll just have to stay in Shitterberg when we go to the castle. Everybody come on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> that, that can't happen. <laughs> I mean, can Charlie just not, like, hang out outside the building somehow? Like, does he have to do uh, manual he, labor? He could, what he could do, uh, there, there, there's a city outside of the castle at the foot of the mountain of the castles on top of. Uh, and entourages can stay in the city, but only the- We probably need someone to guard our big robots. Yes, and also, uh, here's an idea. Charlie, you're a good sneaker, right? I'm a sneaky guy. You think you could break into a castle if need be? Uh, maybe. I'm not much of a mountaineer. (gasps) Can I give him the, uh, um, the old magnetic grappling harness? You can absolutely give because I'm not using it. that's not one of my gadgets this time. I'm not using it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I love Charlie Axel. Um. Sure. Okay, Charlie. Uh, said, I could also roll up in a ball and get in one of your bags. No sneaking. Well, that would be cute, but <laughs> maybe maybe not practical. Charlie, no sneaking unless you get word from us. Okay. Uh. All right. Yes, ma'am. Right, we're counting on you. Okay. I'm important. I, I give him, just to be clear, I do give him the uh, old um, magnetic grappling magnetic harness. Grapple. Okay. So he's going on the boat. He'll he'll be like your 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 man on the ground. Your 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 raccoon on the floor. He's Plan B. <laughs> he's, he's Plan B. That's uh, a, that's right. such a Plan C. That's such a Plan B. He's just a little boy. He's 26 He's just a physically little <laughs> boy. <laughs> yes. He's, he, okay, this is the exact same problem we have with Radiant. He is, he is know, an adult. I, I want to point that out very clear. He is an adult. <laughs> no, but like also I saw someone who like Charlie Axel as a child and I was like, no, he's just funny. He's just a, he's just a, he's just a cute guy. Uh, so Jameson's coming on the boat. Calico's coming on the boat. And Charlie Axel's coming on the boat. Anyone else? And they're going to be a dream team protecting the they're calves. They're going to be a dream, dream team. Yes. Yes. And uh, then uh, Daria and Nemo are our guests. Yes. Yeah, they are taking the extra invitations. Uh, all right. Awesome. Um, Daria like asks Adeline, do you know anything about this Argent lady that we're supposed to be invited by? Do I? <laughs> Ooh, can I do a roll for it? Uh, yeah, I think that as a bard, you have a role. Hell yeah, Is that- roles. I miss them so much. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Have One, have you been to Baron? Yes. I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you'll, you'll at least have Port in a Storm. Yes. Um, and I guess this is just to be Spout Lore. Ooh, yeah. Um, okay. Wow. 
<laughs> hey. hey, that's a ten, though. Hell that's yeah! So smart. What do I know about this woman? So Florian von Argent. So here's the things that that break down from the name, and and Nebo can help help like explain this uh, to the others. Um, von Argent means that she was not born into the family. Von means of. Uh, so a lot of a lot of baronies will will be adopted into or traded into other families, and they get their surname von the surname of the family. Since it's Florian von Argent. That means she didn't have a surname, which means she is, uh, she is either an orphan or a bastard. I don't know. Is there a different name for if you're a lady and you're a bastard? Uh, I don't think so. So she is either an orphan or a bastard or she, or it was like a ronin or whatever. She was not part of a family before this. What you know about her specifically, uh, is the thing that, um, Maggie says when, when she hears the name, she says, holy shit, uh, that's the person that led the, the mercenary group the Calico and I were in back in the Tortugan War. Ooh. That was the leader who decided to go noble after, you know, we won a bunch of key battles. We did some adventures, and she got offered a, a spot in the family. And we were like, nah. And she was like, yes. And she took uh, her and, and her best friend went and took that deal and the rest of them split up who's the best friend? Uh, there's a guy named Brand he was another member of the, uh, of the group so he's also a Von Argent? Uh, I, no he didn't take it though okay. uh, Florian's the one who was formally inducted into the family and now 15 years later she is the leader of the family hell yeah started from the bottom now here literally yeah <laughs> Uh, and then she re- remembers, and she says, "Wait!" And she looks, and she says, "Back in the day, she didn't just call it Florian. She called herself Florian Nemo." Oh, 